Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Brian Tu, CIO at Greater Hudson Valley Health System. In this segment, Tu talks about how his team is leveraging custom interfaces and HIEs to give clinicians access to data, why his first priority was to hire good leadership and get them engaged, and his approach in taking over a core team that was strong but needed stability. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at improvata.com. Hi, Brian. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with healthsystemcio.com. Hey, Kate. How are you doing? Doing good, thanks. Um, looking forward to, uh, to chatting with you. Um, to, to start things off, can you just give, give an overview of Greater Hudson Valley Health System um, in terms of uh, number of hospitals, beds, uh, where you're located, things like that? Sure. Well, Greater, Greater Hudson Valley, as the title says, is in the Hudson Valley, west of the Hudson River uh, in New York, about an hour north of, uh, of the city. We have two regional medical centers, one in Orange County, one in Sullivan County, and we also have a critical access hospital in Sullivan County. So it's Orange Regional Medical Center and Casco Regional Medical Center, and, and they have two sites. So the total beds are north of, of 600. Um, we probably staff around 500 beds. Uh, the organization, uh, when I arrived, had just started the, the medical group. It's a unique area. I, I left uh, New Hampshire where, you know, almost 100% of all the providers are employed in, in the Hudson Valley, that is definitely not the case. So we had just started our medical group. We currently have about 90 providers, and you know we plan to grow that by about 20% each year for the next uh, few years. Okay, that's, that's interesting to have such such a difference in uh, two different areas. And it's not that far away. I mean, if you go down into the city, it's it's the same thing where everybody is pretty much employed. But here it's it's just a little different. You have some entrepreneur uh, providers in this area, and you know there are clinical partners, and so we try to work very very closely with them. We do have about six clinics uh, in Orange and Sullivan County. Uh, we plan to grow that. We actually uh, have two sites under construction now. One up in um, Monticello, and we actually have a 180,000 square foot medical office building planning to open up in late September. Um, that's happening right here on the Orange Regional Campus. Okay, so a lot going on. And then as far as, as the hospitals, um, they are uh, members of the health system or is there anything like kind of uh, different with the, with the reporting structure there or do they act as if they're owned by the health system? Uh, they do. You have system executives, and then you have uh, the medical center's executives, and most of us uh, are the same role at, at all the sites. And um, so the, the senior level team, we've gelled, and we approach everything as a system, especially within IT. Our approach is whatever we do, we have to make sure that everybody's kind of plugged in, regardless of which site that they're on. Okay. Okay. And then in, in terms of the EHR, is there one being used across the board? It is. We're, we're an Epic shop, so and that's fully uh, implemented on the inpatient and outpatient areas as well as uh, the ancillary groups as well. 
Okay. About how long has that been in place or fully implemented? So Orange Regional went live, I think, in 2011. So it's it's a seasoned product here. Uh, Catskill went live, I think, a few years after they did. Okay. And now as far as, as the physicians um, out in the clinics, what are they using? They're using Epic as well. You know, when I arrived here, we actually uh, went live two weeks after I arrived. So it was... Uh, <laughs> there was no moss uh, growing on my feet, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like there's some stories there. <laughs> Get to that in, in just a second. And, uh, but as far as kind of bringing some of the docs into the fold with, uh, as far as not being employed, uh, can, can you just talk about kind of how the organization is approaching that? I mean, I imagine that there's a lot of change management or culture change issues that come into play with, with trying to you know, do things a different way. We've worked very well with the physician community, and, and I would describe uh, the community here as uh, the providers are all very reasonable. Mm-hmm. And um, within IT, it's 20% technical and, and 80% communication. And, and we have the governance structure in place, and, and we try to, to make ourselves visible and available to the, the community providers you know, making sure that we're meeting their needs as they come in and use our facilities uh, to treat their patients. You know, it's a priority now to take that a step further to make sure that they have access to the information that we have um, when they need it. So we're working hard with local groups uh, to create uh, custom interfaces with them as well as, you know, we've joined the regional HIE and with EPIC, it does make it a little bit easier to share that uh, continuity care document, both to EPIC and to non-EPIC EMRs. Okay. So there's definitely a willingness, and it's not like you're really having to, to, to do like a, a big sell? No, we actually, one of our initiatives for next year is to push out EPIC care community to, to use EPIC as a service to uh, some of the local physician groups. And uh, we have two in the queue now to um, roll this out and to, to learn from. And then once those two are done, then we'll, we'll start to present it to some of the other uh, physician groups in the area. Okay, so you have, I don't know if I want to use the word pilot, but you have the, the, the two that, like as you said, you can kind of apply some of those lessons learned. So that, I'm sure that, that that's something that you, you'll appreciate being able to uh, leverage that. Oh, absolutely. All right. So a lot going on there. And um, as far as uh, when you first uh, started with uh, Greater Valley Hudson Health System, how long have you actually been there? So I arrived on August of uh, 2014, so almost two years. Okay. And it's a pretty unusual thing to have uh, somebody start with an organization right before uh, Go Live, two weeks before uh, Go Live? Yeah, that was, uh, you know, that's only part of the story. The other part of the story is it was all being done through consultants. So there were no GHVHS employees on the team that was implementing uh, the Go Live. So that was a, a big priority of mine is to first hire good leadership and get them fully engaged in, in what we were doing. Um, the consultants we had actually did a very good job 
but you know they're consultants and they're going to leave and all of that knowledge is going to walk out the door with them so we we were able to, to quickly um, uh, promote somebody from within and get them fully engaged in that process and she's currently now the the director over all of the ambulatory applications okay and who's that dana hendrickson okay so um you walked in obviously the consultants are there that they're doing their thing but you know that there's a there's a cap on on when they're going to be there so how did you approach it from your point of view just as far as like um getting things to a certain way before you had to uh you know deal with them leaving like what, what was your approach to this situation well my approach is generally to only use consultants to supplement the the full-time folks yeah. and so the model that we were employing was something that I, I completely disagreed with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it was important for me to get the, the leadership there in place. And, and with Dana, she had, she, she's an RN. She, she was already certified in other modules within EPIC, and she was you know, one of the core group within the team. So she had already built the street credit, so to speak, right. with the physician community because uh, they all knew her, and, and they, uh, you know, and, and she does uh, a great job in, uh, within the analytics role, but also, or the analyst role, but also within uh, communicating and, and project management and those things. So that was the first thing I did was promote her and put her um, running those implementations. It was a learning curve for her but she was ready for the challenge and then we slowly uh, well not slowly I, w- I would say within six to eight months we had we had already hired several people the the core team and we rolled out seven or eight specialties and probably a dozen practices um, within the first year or so okay and what about as far as like building up some more of that team how did how did you approach that because obviously you want to pick the right people but you uh, you didn't have a a whole lot of time, so I can imagine that that was uh, challenging. Right. So, so the core group that was here, and and they're still here. That group is a, is a great example of of a group of people that work well together, and and they are they're all uh, mission driven. They're all um, local, and this is their hospital, and so you had all the qualities that you really wanted to look for in a core group. Um, when I got here, the impression that some of the leaders had was that they were broken, and and I quickly saw that they weren't broken. They, you know, I was the third CIO in three years. Forty uh, percent of the the FTEs within the team well, they were vacant, and so I had to come in. Um, my top priority was to build a leadership team to support this core group, and and we brought uh, hired some really good people. We were able to hire a physician from from LIJ, which is a large system down in the city, uh, Ashok Kumar, and, and he was able to come in and, and really take over the clinical applications. And um, we've hired a director of technical services, and I hired somebody from the software sector um, with a company that built EMRs and, and nationally distributed them and, and also has that experience of uh, fee-for-service as far as providing an EMR for a service. And so we were able to build this core leadership group and then promote from within. So within 10 months to 12 months, we had hired 
the core leadership group, and we had probably hired an additional or promoted an additional 35 people. And um, we were fortunate uh, because we live in a very competitive area with large systems to our south and to our east that are implementing EPIC. So I have to compete with with them as far as resources go. So we've been we've been really fortunate to find good people and uh, to be able to bring them onto the team. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.